you are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane. And one of the things that I love the most about Jenny Kane is how seamlessly all of their staples go together. Their iconic styles truly, truly make getting dressed so easy. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, so think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. For a limited time, Birthful listeners get 15% off their first order. Go to JennyKane.com and use the code BIRTHFUL15 to get 15% off. Now, if you love sweaters, Jenny Kane has an unrivaled selection that will become your new obsession. They are known for their super luxe yet lightweight sweaters, and they do cashmere pretty much better than anyone. My Jenny Kane Everyday Sweater is hands down one of my favorite and most versatile sweaters that I own. First off, it is so super soft and cozy, I feel like I am getting a hug every time I wear it. And its wool cashmere blend makes it a great option from fall through spring. For those cooler summer evenings, Jenny Kane also has a great selection of cotton and linen sweaters. And if that wasn't enough, they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase. Find your new staples at JennyKane.com. Birthful listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code BIRTHFUL15 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E dot com. So JennyKane.com, promo code BIRTHFUL15. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. This episode is brought to you by OneSkin, which is my go-to for skincare no matter the weather. Because unlike other products that you need to change up with the seasons... OneSkin products are powered by their scientifically proven peptide called OS1, which reduces the accumulation of damaged aging cells. Basically, instead of masking the issues, OneSkin addresses them at a cellular level, boosting your skin's natural barrier to lock in moisture and help protect against the elements. For a limited time, Birthful listeners will get an exclusive 15% off OneSkin products using the code BIRTHFUL when you check out at oneskin.co. And I 100% recommend OneSkin. Not only does it make my skin feel, act, and appear younger, but friends that I haven't seen for a while are taking notice and asking, what are you doing to your skin? It is that good. And I also love their expanding line. On a day-to-day basis, I use one skin prep to wash my face. Then I apply their OS1i topical supplement around my eyes and their OS1 face on my face and neck. Or if I know I'm going to be out in the sun for a while, then I use their OS1 shield, which has an SPF that prevents UV-induced aging and repairs cellular aging all at once. Easy peasy. Get started today with 15% off using code BIRTHFUL at oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co with the code BIRTHFUL. And after you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them BIRTHFUL sent you. Help your skin stay younger and healthier for longer with OneSkin. 
Welcome to the Birthful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada, and today we're talking about your anxious mind during pregnancy. When you're expecting, anxiety and worry seem to take center stage, especially if you're categorized as high risk. What can you do with these feelings? Can they affect you and your baby's health? How do you make the mind-body connection work for you to put this anxiety in its place? Parajat Deshpande has answers. Stay tuned. The Birthful Podcast talking to maternity pros and new parents to inform your intuition. Hello, mighty parents and parents-to-be. Thank you so much for listening and all the love you give the show. If what you hear is helpful, do make sure you subscribe. It is free, and that way you won't miss a thing. So for today's renewed episode, I'm bringing back my talk with Parajat Deshpande about your anxious mind during pregnancy. And Parajat is a high-risk pregnancy expert and the author of the book called Pregnancy Brain, which had just come out when I first talked to her, and which frankly, I think should be a must-read for anyone who's expecting a baby, especially so if they've been classified as high-risk or have undergone fertility treatments. Parajat also has a wonderful and unique kind of online program called Healing Hearts that teaches you how to feel safe in your body again after fertility, pregnancy, or birth trauma so you can feel peace and joy without bracing yourself for the other shoe to drop. If that sounds interesting to you, I would recommend you go to her website right away because a new round of that program is about to start and there is no time like the present for healing. Now, in terms of anxiety and pregnancy, here's the thing. During pregnancy, we become more anxious and worried about every little thing, which is nature's way of firing up our mama bear instincts to make us more protective and increase uh, our infant survival rate. However, given that we already live high-strung lives, that worrying can easily get out of control. And that's why today we are going to be talking about the intricacies of the mind-body connection, how anxiety plays a role in affecting your mood and health, and that of your baby, and some ways in which you can tame that anxiety to improve outcomes so you can also enjoy these months a bit more. So let's get to it. Parajat, welcome. It's so great to have you here. Thanks so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. And yeah, thank you for coming back um, on the on the back of this new birth for you of your book. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It's been very exciting. It's been quite the journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I can appreciate that. And so we're going to be talking about, you know, your mind during pregnancy and how that affects your health, which is such an interesting topic to me. But before we jump right in, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I work as a perinatal mind-body wellness counselor, I'm a high-risk pregnancy expert, and a speaker and author of Pregnancy Brain. And um, I run a podcast, The Living Miracles. And basically, I do all of this to really empower and educate and inform women about the power of their bodies and how important the mind-body connection is, especially during pregnancy, so that when, if they develop pregnancy complications, they know that they have a lot more control and a lot more influence on their health than they're made to believe. Yes. And I think that's I one of the things that I most appreciate about your approach to anxiety and, you know, stress during pregnancy 
and and outcomes is that it can be a situation where you feel very out of control and very helpless and you manage to go wait wait actually you're not this is this is how you can really control a lot of yourself and just that switch of perspective i feel is just the switch is huge yeah yeah, it really, it's like turning on a light bulb in a pitch black room. You all of a sudden go, oh my gosh, there's so much I can do? Really? Me? And it's incredible to experience. It's been incredible to witness with my clients. It's so, so huge and anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about a little bit about that. how that happens. How does the mind-body connection work? Yeah, so... It really sits, I mean, we call it mind-body connection in that, yes, it is in the mind, but it trickles down into your body. And so we can't separate out the two. And so what that means is when you experience some kind of stress, and that means anxiety, it could mean pain, it could mean lack of sleep, it could mean dehydration, any type of stress, what it does in your body is it actually changes down your body down to the cellular level. So there's three body systems that are particularly impacted, the nervous system, the immune system, and the endocrine system. Now, during pregnancy, those three systems work in perfect balance. They do have to shift from what we normally are when we're not pregnant, but nature has figured out a way to actually shift them so that they're in this perfect balance during pregnancy to keep and sustain a healthy pregnancy. Now, when you inject a little bit of stress into the body, from any source, whether it's emotional, like anxiety, guilt, grief, or it's physical, like pain or lack of sleep or dehydration, it actually throws those three systems out of whack, like out of balance. And from there is when you start experiencing the physiological impact of stress. And that's what we mean by the mind-body connection. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, we focus just as when you were talking right now on the stress part of that mind-body connection, but there's also the relaxed response that also works in a very similar way. Exactly. So we always talk about stress being this terrible, awful thing that we need to stop and make go away. And my approach, which you have probably recognized from our work together and the book that you've had a chance to look at, I don't think stress is the problem. Stress is not actually the problem because our body is designed to be able to withstand stress even when we're pregnant, even when it throws those three systems off balance, our body is able to handle that. The problem becomes when we don't actually allow our bodies to repair from the damages of stress. And that's what can be called the relaxation response. It's really the parasympathetic nervous system and the the impact that that has on the endocrine system and the immune system to actually undo the changes to your body that stress creates. And by allowing your body to relax, and I don't mean lying on the beach and, you know, sipping a cocktail necessarily. It's it's really about giving your body what it needs to feel nourished, to feel calm, to feel safe, and to have the resources to help you heal and repair physically. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that, you know, if you're on a boat and you're out and about, it's like you're in a boat. You are the boat, sorry. And you're on a boat and all calm seas and everything's great. You know, you go on your path and, and your crew can focus on 
doing their maintenance and or reading a book or doing the things they're just doing in the boat. Um, but if it's stressful, stormy weather, then you got all hands on deck situation. Um, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and then that all hands is creating a stress. So you need that from what you just described. You need the both. You need you might have the stress all hands on deck, but that crew needs to then be able to relax and sit back and have a nice drink and not just be all hands on deck all the time. Right. Because when you have the relaxation response activated, your body can actually do the repairs that it needs and it can actually focus on doing what it does best, which is maintaining the body systems the way they need to be to sustain a pregnancy. And you can't do that if you're, like you're saying, all hands on deck and you're putting out fires and you're trying to get yourself out of the rough seas, you can't do both at the same time. Mm. So how does uncertainty play into this stress-relax response? Yeah, absolutely. So uncertainty is a tremendous source of anxiety, which is an emotional trigger for the stress response in your body. And uncertainty is something that's very, very common, especially during a high-risk pregnancy, which are, is typically the clients that I see all have high-risk pregnancies. And you don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know what's going to happen to the baby. The stakes are so high and there aren't a lot of answers to the multiple questions that you have about your health, your baby's health and what's going to happen. And that uncertainty makes you feel completely out of control it's like being thrown overboard from that boat and you're just kind of flailing in the ocean without a buoy, without an anchor, without a direction of where to go. And that is one of the major sources of triggering a stress response during a high-risk pregnancy. And the antidote to that is to find that anchor, to find that buoy. And what that means in reality is to really establish senses of control, of recognizing what is in your control. How can you influence your particular situation and how can you take action immediately to help yourself stay pregnant or get the care that you need or what can you do to help restore health right now? And by doing that, it actually reduces the uncertainty that you're feeling. And physiologically, it actually turns off the stress response and it turns on that repair system that's naturally built into our bodies to help us recover from the impact that stress just played on our bodies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so huge to recognize. I also appreciate the difference that you mentioned on anxiety versus fear. And can we talk a little bit? Can we make that distinction? Yeah. This is a really important distinction. It's not one that we talk about a lot because in daily language, we tend to mix up the two. We call anxiety fear and fear anxiety. We just use them interchangeably when in fact, they're actually two very different emotional experiences that have two very different physical impacts and then thus have two very different approaches on how to handle them. And so what I like to describe it as is an analogy to being chased by a bear, right? When you're being chased by a bear, you are terrified. That's fear because there is a present danger. Right now, There's your life is in danger immediately. Anxiety is about 
the future. It's about something that could happen or might happen or will happen, but it is not happening right now. And the reason why that's important to remember, even though it might feel the same in your body, is because when you recognize that anxiety is about something that is not actually happening in this moment, but it's something that you're worried about in the future, it might be five minutes from now, it might be five days from now, but it's not happening right now. And when you recognize that, then you can realize that anxiety actually is in your control. Now, I recognize that for some people, especially who are struggling with moderate to severe anxiety, it's really hard to hear that because it makes it sound like, well, then I'm just not controlling it and it's my fault. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it first and foremost, it needs to be a shift that you are not a victim to this emotion, but you can actually manage it when you have the right tools, right? It's the, it's the difference between can I actually change the course of what's happening right now versus am I stuck here and is there nothing I can do? And what I want you to realize is it's, it is the first one. You can actually change the course of what's happening, that you can have control, that you can actually shift the path that you're on so that what you're worried about happening in the future may not actually happen, or you can reduce the risk of that happening. And what that does is it gets you back, again, it gets you back in control because now you're driving the car and you're saying, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go down that path. I want to go down a different path. And not only will your anxiety be reduced, but you might actually be creating a cascading effect in your body to have a positive impact physiologically, especially when you're pregnant. And that can have huge, huge impact positively on your health. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. So we toss around the word anxiety a lot. Um, how can you recognize, you know, what are some of the signs that you do have higher anxiety? There are a few. Um, you know, there's, you can Google anything and you can find lists upon lists of it. So for those of you that are listening, I don't want this to be a list that you diagnose yourself with. So what I'll start with by saying is, do you feel different than how you normally feel, right? That's really what it is because we all express anxiety differently. So it's not so much how many boxes can you check on a list is do you feel different? Because if you're highly anxious, I'm pretty sure you actually know it. It's, it's a matter of admitting it to ourselves, right? Commonly what I see for the women that I work with is um, they just, they're just not able to relax. So they just feel awake or jittery or just um, kind of antsy all the time. Some of them have trouble falling asleep or they wake up in the middle of the night and then they have trouble falling back asleep. Um, when you have that hamster wheel constantly going through your head of all the scenarios you're playing out in your head of the things that could happen, you're thinking about all the what ifs, that's a sign of that. Um, you could, for some, it actually shows up as crying. They might mistakenly think they're depressed, but sometimes crying just way more than usual, it can be a sign of it. Um, you might be picking fights with your partner more often than not. That can be a sign of relieving anxiety. There's just, there's so many different symptoms of it, but really the number one question you want to ask yourself is, do I feel different than I normally do? Because that's going to be the ultimate guide of knowing whether anxiety is being a problem for you in this moment and whether you need to seek some additional support to help you guide yourself um, on this path that you're on right now. 
Mm -hmm. No, and those are super important to to recognize that. Like, am I feeling weird? What is this feeling? <laughs> what is yeah. this that's bothering me? Like, it's a weird sensation in my body even, right? Right. Like, this, I don't usually do this. This is not me. What is this? And and from there, you can take that curious stance of what is happening and, and really start investigating what's going on and why is this happening. But it really starts with recognizing, I don't feel like myself. This doesn't feel right. I don't typically do this. And when you do that, then it kind of opens the door to finding some more answers about what's going on. Yeah. Um, I personally feel that when I am, when I get, I get paranoid. I, I'm like, this is all going too well. This is so good. Some, oh, something's yeah. got to fall. You know, the other shoe to drop. That's yes. my, oh, I, I read that in your book and I was like, ah, yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I recognize, I, I know that one very well too. <laughs> And there's actually a lot of women who are pregnant feel that way as well, especially if you've experienced loss in the past, if you've delivered preterm in the past, if you've had complications in the past. It's really hard to let yourself believe that actually this time it could be better, that it could be easy. And so, yeah, I, I think a lot of people can really relate to that. Mm -hmm. And it's that mind racing. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about what you can do to address this anxiety. We'll be right back. Did you know that Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors and take about 20,000 breaths per day? That is so many breaths. Now, according to the EPA, the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air, and in some cases, up to a hundred times more polluted. So then what is the solution for cleaner indoor air? For me, it's Air Doctor and their line of superb air purifiers that have captured the attention of established media outlets such as CNN, Money, ABC, and many more. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% .99 of dangerous contaminants so that your lungs don't have to. This includes all kinds of pollutants, such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses that can make you sick. Plus, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day Breathe Easy money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code BIRTHFALL to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. And exclusive to podcast listeners, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O dot com so airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code birthful and we are back talking about your mind during pregnancy so yeah anxiety <laughs> with this oh so big um with this mind-body connection being a, a two-way street right it you can approach it from either the mind or the body. And I, I really love the shift that you present in your book um, on focusing on your body instead of on your thoughts to control that anxiety. So can you talk a, a bit more about that? Yes. So, oh my gosh, I can talk about this 
for hours. <laughs> so here's the thing. So it starts with the idea that yes, the mind-body connection is a two-way street. So your mind influences your body and your body influences your mind. And here's the thing. I am trained in clinical psychology. I'm clinically trained. I'm classically trained. So all the tools that I had been trained with are all about when you have anxiety, you deal with it from the mind and then there will be a cascading effect into your body. When I became pregnant with a high-risk pregnancy, I realized very quickly that those tools are not going to be very helpful because I know I shouldn't be anxious. I know I shouldn't be having these what-if thoughts and these negative thoughts and all that, but I can't stop it. And I think that's, that's the approach that I take with my clients and what I present in the book Pregnancy Brain is that you don't have to manage negative thoughts by doing cognitive work, that you can actually manage something like anxiety by focusing on your body. And what I mean by that is these emotions, any emotion is actually, tr it exists in your mind and it also exists in your body physically. And there are physical symptoms of the emotion at the same time that there are cognitive symptoms like all the what ifs or the negative thoughts that you're having, same thing. So by identifying where your body's, where your emotion is sitting in your body, you can actually turn the whole experience around. You can turn it on its head and you start focusing on what can I do to relieve that symptom in your in my body. So for example, maybe your anxiety sits in your stomach and you have this like pit in your stomach. You just feel sick to your stomach all the time. So the goal is not to reduce anxiety, right? The goal what and what I teach to my clients is how can I reduce my stomach ache? How can I make that better, right? Now you might be thinking, well, if I just stop being anxious then that would get better. Absolutely. But if you if that were to work, that would have worked already, right? So my focus with my clients and what I teach in the book is focus on the physical symptom. What is going to relieve that upset stomach? How can you make your stomach feel better? And what happens, it is mind-blowing. Every single one of my clients, when they experience this, they go, oh my God, I had no idea. I actually just had a client recently she came to me, she was like on the border of high anxiety and panic. And we didn't do any cognitive work. I don't do any cognitive work with my clients anymore because I just don't think that it works during pregnancy nearly as effectively as it works outside of pregnancy. And she, by the end of four weeks, she was like, my anxiety is completely gone. I feel so good. We didn't even do any cognitive work. How does that happen? But all the what ifs are gone. That's how powerful this is because you turn it into an action that has a very specific goal. And when you achieve that goal, you restore a sense of control, which is the antidote to anxiety. It is really, really powerful stuff. And when you're able to do that, it is mind-blowing how much you realize you can actually influence your body and thus influence your mind and ultimately influence the health of your pregnancy. Mm. So would that be something like if I'm feeling anxious and I'm noticing that my um, my breath is short. Focusing on longer breaths. It could be, yeah, absolutely, it could be. And you know, I encourage my clients to get really creative. What else can you do if you notice your breath is short? Then there's probably some other symptom, like your shoulders are also really tight, or your chest feels tight. What else can you do to help yourself take a big, deep breath. Maybe it's blowing through a straw, right? Blowing bubbles in some water like we used to when we were kids, right? Or um, going outside and taking and smelling flowers. It's not just about taking a deep breath, but how can you force that physical 
experience. So I've had a client actually, she was having a really hard time regulating her breath. So she, I went to, I asked her to go into her garden and just smell the flowers and tell me what the flowers smell like, because that forces that breath and actually short circuits what's happening to her physically. Mm-hmm. And I love that it also quiets the mind it in does. that sense. Like I, you know, I look at it from the birth perspective and how you birth with your body, not with your mind. And yeah. you, you know, it's your primal brain that's at work. So you need to get your your neocortex, your thinking brain out of the way because they don't think it's an either or proposition. They don't think right. at the same time. They can't do it at the same time. Right. Yeah. And for birthing, you need the primal one to be thinking, which is also where like hormones are secreted and, and you get your oxytocin flowing, which goes back to what you were talking about with the nervous immune and endocrine and um, systems working together, yeah. right? Your hormonal system. Um, so just giving that mind, distracting it. Like she's smelling those flowers triggering the sense in her body, but also distracting that mind. Exactly. Giving it a focus. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And that's how we're able to do something like anxiety management, stress management without having to deal with our thoughts. Because in the end, we're going to be worried about our babies. There's no way around it. That is part of of pregnancy. In fact, mildly elevated anxiety is actually a symptom of pregnancy. That's normal. That is natural. It is built in so that we are we maintain ourselves as risk averse. We we keep ourselves protected because we're we're growing a life. So instead of trying to fight what's naturally there, let's find a way, my perspective is at least, to let's find a way to allow our bodies to do the best that they possibly can. And that only is possible when the relaxation response is on, when the self-healing mechanism is turned on in the body to help you relieve and repair from the damages of stress. And the best way I've found to do that is to actually forget what's happening in your head and focus on your body. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. Now, what happens and some of the ways this anxiety can manifest in your body during pregnancy, like, you know, Braxton Hicks contractions or higher blood pressures? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Braxton Hicks contractions, preterm contractions, elevated blood pressure, elevated uh, blood glucose levels, um, PPROM, uh, placental abruption, and this at this kind of scariest points of it, it's it, it can be a lot. Migraines, um, there's a lot of really physical experiences that are tied to anxiety, to stress, um, and the stress response being on for too long without having the opportunity to repair from it. A lot of these pregnancy complications that have ties to the immune system, the endocrine system, and the nervous system are really Um, there's a huge stress component to them. And that's why this work is so important because when you manage them, you you ultimately are not just improving your mood, you're actually managing your pregnancy complications in addition to whatever medical care you're being provided by your obstetrician. Yeah. And that's such a powerful message. And I know that you've not, it's not just the message that you've both experienced this and have tons of clients who have experienced this and, and the thought that you can actually have such an impact on your blood pressure and, and how that, you know, relates to outcomes is huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. And the reason for writing this book was because there's this is not just anecdotal evidence. It's not just because I experienced it, that I, I experienced my preterm contractions slowing or that my clients experienced the preterm contraction stopping or blood pressure coming down. It's, there's 
70 years of research, evidence-based research that proves this. And so I just feel like every woman on the planet needs to know about this because it's in these are the things that are in her hands. And I hate that we are taking that power away from her by telling her there's nothing she can do when there is so much that she can do to help her body do what it's trying to do best. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, not just like getting, quote unquote, rid of those contractions or lowering that that um, blood pressure is not only focusing on that goal and and which is very tangible, but it's a whole systemic improvement. Like you say, it hits the repair and rest mechanism. So not only are they, that's just one part of the equation of the lessening the contractions or the high blood pressure. It's bringing full, like being bathed in, in health from yes. head to toe, like a little wash yes. of health when they focus on that. Absolutely. And the ultimate impact of this is on the baby. It improves blood flow to the baby. It helps the baby grow and thrive better. And it helps you stay pregnant. There's research that shows when you do this for women who are in preterm labor in the hospital, the ones who are taught these tools are able to stay pregnant longer. Even if it's a few days, if it's a few couple weeks, every day matters. And so it's two lives that are being impacted positively by being able to do this. Oh, and that's incredibly huge. And yes, when you're like 35 weeks versus 36 weeks, those that week, those seven days is incredible, or 37 weeks, those are incredibly important. Exactly, exactly. Every day matters. Mm. Now, um, let's take another quick break. But when we come back, I know that anxiety can be triggered, right? Not only from you, your thoughts, your brain, but also from the words and actions of those around you. So let's let's tackle that a little bit when we come back. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You've taken gorgeous photos of your baby or your kids. And then when you want to share them, it is a pain either trying to find the photos or figuring out the group text that they should go to. And then also remembering that, say, Aunt Helen only does email. So you need to send her image separately. Or like in my case, where my husband is a photographer who takes magnificent photos that I rarely actually get to see because they live on his phone or end up scattered in text messages that I can't easily find. Enter the Family Album app, which was created to give parents a secure and easy way to share photos and videos with your loved ones. Basically, it's a personal space for your family's memories without third-party ads or unwanted eyes and with a bunch of fabulous features. It automatically sorts photos and videos by month, allowing you to swipe back in time and easily see how your child has grown. And you can also order eight photo prints every month to be delivered to your home. The Family Album app also has unlimited storage. Plus, it's totally free. Yup, no more worrying about running out of space or being bombarded by third-party ads. So to all the parents out there still trying to use other messaging apps for your kids' photos, level up your family photo game for free and securely with the Family Album photo sharing app. Head over to the App Store today, search Family Album, all in one word, and download the app to start creating your shared photo legacy. And we're back talking with Perjat Deshpande about 
the mind body connection your mind during pregnancy and how you there's you can affect your body with your mind and your body affects your mind and both goes both ways um and yeah as you were mentioning earlier anxiety is a symptom of pregnancy i've heard the the and i can't remember how the 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 saying goes maybe you remember it's like worry is the work of moms or worry is the work of pregnancy have you ever heard that I haven't heard that, no, but that sounds very accurate. <laughs> I will Google it and link some. But yeah, I've had, so I think even acknowledging that, that you were, it's not, nothing is wrong with you. It, it makes sense that you are more worried, but the difference between being a little more worried and being insanely more worried and that you can control that. However, it's not all coming just from you. You are more vulnerable, I would say, to events and thoughts and what you read and what you hear during pregnancy and what others tell you, right? Because yeah. words, you're somebody saying, oh, it looks like you're, you know, you're carrying big. It looks like you're going to have a big baby. That can be so triggering. Yeah. Yeah. And how often do women hear things like that? I mean, it's unreal how many times women are told these kinds of stories by family members, by friends, and by their doctors too. I hear so often from women that their doctors kind of predict what's going to happen. And granted, yes, they have years and years of medical training. They've seen thousands of cases, so they had no general patterns of what to expect. But nobody can actually tell you exactly what's going to happen in your pregnancy. Nobody, not one person on this earth, doesn't matter how many degrees they have or where they're from, nobody can tell you that. But for some reason, we found it okay to have this language thrown around that, oh, you're carrying big. You might, you're probably going to need a C-section or, oh, your pelvis is really small. You're probably going to need a surgery or, um, you know, all kinds of things like that. People hear people, women hear lots of scary stories about birth, right? And they're very real, right? Things happen. I remember when I when I was in college, I used to do research in an infant development lab, which is kind of where my interest in all this really started. I started before that, but really loved it. And there, I remember there was a woman who'd come in for bringing her, her son in for a study. And we were sitting in the waiting room and she told me, my son was so big that he broke my pelvis when he was born. And this kid was like 14 months now because that's about the age for the study at the time. And she was like, I'm still in pain 14 months later. He broke my pelvis and I said, I'm still in pain. I, I remembered that. I was in college, undergraduate school, you know, for undergraduate degree. And I still remember that so many years later because it terrified me. Now, it's a real story. It actually did happen to her. But that compounded with all the messages that we get from doctors, oh, this you can't do this, oh, this is not going to be possible for you, or predicting, oh, you're going to need surgery, you're not going to need... All those messages just feed into the anxiety that you feel and that helplessness and that out-of-control feeling of, oh, well, it's out of my hands, there's nothing I can do. And it really triggers that stress response very, very strongly. And so it's really important that you surround yourself with people who trust your body first. It doesn't matter what the research says. It doesn't matter what your doctor has seen previously. If your body is telling you something otherwise, that's what needs to be leading the treatment that you have or the care that you're getting or the support that you receive 
from family and friends and whoever else is on your team. That has to be number one. And from there, you can have real conversations about given this particular situation, what's likely to happen, and how can we improve the odds for that? That's the really important piece of the conversation that needs to happen with yourself, with your partner, with your family, friends, and then definitely with your medical team. Yeah, because it's like a shift that conversation back to there is stuff you can control. So exactly. how do we or how can we be proactive about the situation in a positive way? Right. Um, right. Yeah. It's being realistic, but optimistic at the same time. You can do both. And I think, I mean, we could talk about this forever, about all the different reasons why doctors have to be so um, straightforward about some of this stuff. Of course, you don't want them to be lying to you. You want them to be honest. But there is a difference between giving you bad news and then making you feel like there's nothing you can do and that's all there is left versus giving you bad news and then working together to find a way to reduce that risk or to help you mitigate the symptoms or to help you through it so that you don't feel alone in it. There's there's a very subtle but extremely powerful difference between those two. Mm. And it's about feeling like you have a say in what's going on and that you are very much a protagonist of your experience rather than things happening to you and exactly. which are out of your control and out of your yeah unpredictable and sort of bowl you over exactly yep yeah so in that sense it's seems like that's another thing that is Im hugely important and totally under your control of being very careful and very mindful of the team that you choose to come with you on this pregnancy and birth journey. Absolutely. There's actually an entire chapter in Pregnancy Brain about this very thing for that reason. Because like you said, it is ex it is totally in your control and it is extremely important for the health of your pregnancy. Because if you end up working with a team, anybody, whether it's a midwife, a doula, a lactation consultant, a doc, an OBGYN, whatever it is, who makes you feel like there's nothing you can do, who who makes you feel like bad things are coming without you being able to, to do anything about them or prevent them or anything like that, it turns on your stress response the same way that anxiety does, the same way that guilt does, the same way that lack of sleep does. And that has the same impact on your pregnancy health that any other sources of stress do. And you need to work with a team who's not going to activate that stress response consistently, but is going to activate the relaxation response with you. So when you're with them, you feel comforted, you feel taken care of, you know that they're telling you the truth, no matter how hard it is to hear, but you know that they're going to work with you to navigate this difficult journey. So you're not going to feel alone and helpless. Mm. I really, when you're, when reading that chapter in your book, it, first of all, because I got to tell you though, fascinating how you write because you managed to have this book be both your own sort of story and memoirs of your high-risk pregnancy, but bringing into it context of research and, uh, and you know, best practices and recommendations and from your own clinical perspective of, of your, as a professional, right, you bring it all together. But I laughed out loud so much 
throughout the book because <laughs> which I was not expecting that, right? It's a book about high risk pregnancy. Right. <laughs> you have a way of making this lighthearted even though it's such a serious topic and it's not like you make it like oh it's not it, it, you give it the importance that it needs obviously you wrote a book about it but you bring it in a way that makes you feel comforted and relaxed and that I think is a unique perspective so I I gotta say thank you for that because it was a true joy to read oh thank you thank you that you brought tears to my eyes so thank you for that I appreciate it and that's that was exactly the intention of the book you know there's I had the opportunity to write it uh, which I'm very grateful for and I thought I wouldn't want to read something that um, felt very clinical because that's not my experience of it as a high-risk pregnancy patient so the intention of the book was to help you turn on your relaxation response just by reading it, even if you don't do anything else. So I'm so glad that that came across to you when you were reading it. Oh, yeah. And I remember at one point you wrote something like, you know, when you fi finally found, because you went and spoke to several different doctors because at the beginning you weren't getting this sensation of, I feel safe and supported after talking to this person, even though I know that I have a high-risk pregnancy, so the news they're telling me are not great, and this is a struggle. And when you finally met the doctor that was that fit that description um, of the positive, and you were like, welcome to Team Perizat. It's going to be a crazy <laughs> ride. Like You don't know what you're getting yourself into, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's funny because with everything that we had been through, the, our team really did become our family. And so even now, years later, when I see them once in a while, they're just, they haven't forgotten our story either because it was a really, really crazy ride. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, and uh, yeah, you, yes. <laughs> we, we won't get into that just yet. I mean, we can, but um, so... Let's talk a little bit more about that situation and that what questions or what things should you go into an, a, a first meeting with your care providers um, sort of so that they can pass that test and be on your team? Yeah, you definitely want a provider who is invested in educating you and informing you about what's going on so that you feel and you you know this right in your gut you know whether a doctor's hiding something from you or they're just brushing it off or they're actually telling you everything they know now you'll see in the book there are times when i question that but that was more because of my anxiety than anything else but you know when when a doctor's being very forthcoming with you so you want a doctor who's invested in that being honest and open with you no matter how hard it is to hear the truth they're 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 invested in educating you so that you have the same information that they do the other thing you want to be mindful of is this a doctor that even though they give you difficult news to hear, which can happen a lot, especially if you have a high-risk pregnancy, you want them to share that information with optimism, right? So you can have a conversation. I've had plenty of them during my pregnancy where there was one in particular I'm thinking of where one of my maternal fetal medicine specialists, a high-risk OB, she was having a conversation with us about termination. That is an extremely difficult conversation to have. It is so emotionally charged. It is so hard to hear, especially when you're pregnant. But the way she shared it, I will never forget that moment because I was so surprised at how I left that appointment 
feeling supported and cared for, even though a decision hadn't been made. But we had talked about termination, and I still left that appointment feeling positive, not because of what was on the table for us, but because of how cared for I felt, how much support I felt from her that I knew if I needed anything, if I needed to talk to her again about this, if I needed more information, if I needed to just go see her again because I was nervous, whatever I needed, I knew she'd be able to make it happen. So that kind of support is necessary, especially if you know you're going to have a difficult journey going forward. So you don't feel alone in that. And really it comes down to how you feel in the presence of that doctor, right? Like I think we all have seen doctors where we go and we're like, oh God, I don't want to go see that person. You're like, you're super nervous in the waiting room and you're waiting in the exam room. You just don't feel comfortable. And then they come in and for whatever reason, you're just not comfortable with them. They might be a very nice person, but there's something about it that doesn't feel comfortable. That is not how you should feel around your OBGYN. When you are around them, when you leave the appointments, it's really important that you feel comfort and not just emotionally, but physically in your body. Do you feel physically relaxed, even if you've had a really difficult conversation? Do you feel, you know, like your shoulders are more relaxed, that you're breathing okay, that you're just more present and feeling optimistic? in a way where your body is allowed to feel relaxed. I think that's the ultimate kind of test to see if this is the right doctor for you because your body's always going to tell you the truth about whether this is the right partnership or not. And listening to that and trusting that is really, really important. Mm. And I think that's huge of knowing that your body is going to tell you the truth. And that can be a really hard place to get to If you've had a situation where your body, you feel your body or you has let you down for years or that you have let your body down for years. Yes. Yes. So true. So true. So what are, and I know this is not the, the, we're going away from the team and your, your care providers topic, but so what are some of the ways that you can build that trust in your body? And vice versa. It really starts with you got to experience it. I can tell you, you can tell your listeners, people can tell you all the time, your body's not lying, your body's not lying. But it's not until we actually experience it ourselves that we start to believe it. So find ways to influence your body. And this is why we talked about a while back, right, earlier on this episode, why I don't do cognitive work anymore. I want for my clients and I want for your listeners to experience wins consistently. So focus on your body. What do you need in your body right now? So I'll tell you right now, in this moment, my tongue's feeling a little bit dry. I know I need water, right? So you go and you get some water. You drink some water and you notice how it changes how you feel in your mouth, right? That's a very small example, but you start small and start experiencing how your body responds to the actions that you're taking, and slowly you start building that up to impact your pregnancy health, your bigger, you know, bigger um, parts of your health that are that are impacting maybe pregnancy, fertility, whatever that is postpartum. When you start to do that, start small and you build up from there, you actually get to experience how much your body is responding to you. And in turn, you start to realize how many different ways your body is speaking to you. 
about what it needs. It becomes very, very apparent. When I teach this to my clients, the number one thing that happens to all of them is they realize how thirsty they are. And they never realized how thirsty they are, how often. And it's happened so much that I now like warn new clients that this is going to happen to you because we don't pay attention to our bodies. We are, we're taught to be dissociated from our bodies and we try to separate mind and body. And even growing up, we don't pay attention to our body signals and nobody teaches us how to do that. So it's really about relearning and realizing that it's never too late to learn this. And that you're learning it now is great because now going forward, you're going to have new tools and new skills at your disposal to help your body do what it's trying to do best anyway, which during pregnancy is to help you stay pregnant. And that response loop is a great indicator. Like it provides so much clarity. Exactly. Because you, once you pay attention and you see the response, you're like, yes, this is what I needed. It's yeah. an instant loop. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yes, it's instant, like, and that's true what communication. You yeah. Like, and I understand as 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 a former therapist, I know about working hard and building the foundation and setting things up for long term. That's great, but when you're pregnant, you don't have that kind of time. So I'm all about get the instant reward right now. See how it worked, and it's just going to create this feedback loop that's going to make you want to do it again and again and again. And before you even know it, you've set up a much healthier lifestyle than you had before and you hardly had to do the work to do it. Mm. I've been experiencing something similar lately because I've been trying to shift my diet and to make it, you know, just I'm always trying to eat better. <laughs> like we all are. <laughs> right, always. Right. Yeah. Um, but lately I've been trying to really focus on my breakfast and make it something that's not so sugary based and not so carb based, which tends to be the case. So I've been eating scramble or, or eggs scrambled or not eggs with avocado and doing instead of bread doing sweet potato toast and Ooh. you just grab sweet potato and cut it up into like you know planks <laughs> and toast it and and that's my bread um that sounds delicious i'm gonna have to try that oh, it's, it is it is but so i've been doing that for several days i was doing that for several days and then we ran out of eggs and i didn't get to the store and i'm like okay i'm gonna have what i used to have which wasn't bad it was a, a, a sprouted grain toast with almond butter so still you know pretty sure. good um but two hours after around two yeah two three hours after eating that the difference on how my body felt and how after eating the toast with almond butter I would I'd start getting jittery Mm -hmm. And thinking like, I can feel this difference and only because I'm being paying attention to my body and right. how great that it's communicating with me. Um, right. But yeah, little, th yes, little things like that where you can actually connect and tune in and then you'll know when something feels off or something's not quite right. Exactly. And it becomes so obvious that you can't even ignore it anymore. It's it's like it becomes this this part of your language that, you know, you don't forget to brush your teeth in the morning or, you know, you don't forget to take out the trash when it starts smelling. This kind of same thing happens. It just becomes part of your habit, a, a daily practice to take care of yourself. And it happens without having to make the conscious effort to say, I'm up, do, I'm redoing my life and I'm this whole upheaval. And it's, it's not this big thing. It starts really small and it starts with constant positive reinforcement. And that's how it spirals into something so big and so amazing. 
Mm-hmm. And it starts, yeah, it starts with that just noticing, just paying yeah. attention to what your just body has been trying to tell you for so long, like, because exactly. it's constantly speaking to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so important. And I find I speak a lot to my doula clients also in figuring out things like if you, if another way to develop that trust, because a, something that comes up a lot during birth is just trust your body, your body will know. And I'm saying it with contempt because I think that that <laughs> phrase is, you can't just say that phrase to somebody who's, and most of us have never trust our body or connected with Absolutely. their body. You'll know, like, well, no, my mind is going to be racing. What do you mean? I know. I won't know. Like, is this it? Is this not it? Like, yeah. <laughs> right. And then thinking brain. So taking it back to things your body already does for you and then that you can control. So, for example, you breathe. Your body breathes and it breathes and keeps you alive. No problem. You, your mind can control that breathing and you can hold your breath. But you can't hold it forever. At some point, your body body's going to take over, right? And yep. same idea of blinking. You can your body just blinks, but you can control how you blink, and you can try to keep your eyes open. But you can't do that forever. At some point, your body's going to blink for you, because that's how it goes. And then same thing with digestion. Your body digests. Every time's a little different, but you don't have to time it. You don't have to. You know, food goes in stuff comes out <laughs> um and so kind of the same thing you're not going to be pregnant forever it, it, it's gonna happen and, and and maybe like going from that blinking and that breathing and that digesting and sweating things that your body already does that are physiological processes um might help you also have a bit more connection and trust with that pregnancy and I know that when you're high risk that's even harder to do but the feedback that I've gotten with this is that people go like okay yeah this is I know something my body does exactly exactly and I think you and I approach this from a very similar perspective of start with what you know start with what's easy start with what you know works build on that and then expand accordingly because you're totally right when you say allow your body to do what it does. Like just trust your body. It'll know what to do during delivery. If you'd said that to me, I would have been like, you don't know what you're talking about because that's not going to happen here. Even though it's true, I wouldn't have believed it. And you don't believe those things until you experience it yourself. Like exactly like you're saying, find the evidence that's, that it's already happening. And then you'll see what this means and how it translates to you when it actually is time. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you'll have weeks months to of practice so that in the moment you're actually better connected because i mean and this is another part where it throughout pregnancy it really comes into play is that those recommendations and those things that your doctor says they are based on external circumstances that do have research behind them but they're risk assessment their bell curves their you know percentage of incidence there's people that are both within and without those numbers. And they're just telling you stuff based on that information, but nobody knows you and your body more than you, especially if you're connecting and noticing. Exactly. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think when you really embrace that, then you become the driver of your health and your pregnancy. 
And then you become less tied to what other people are saying because you know, okay, that's nice. Thanks for sharing. My body's telling me differently. And you trust that with such ferocity. It's incredibly empowering. And it can work both ways, right? Because, I mean, it's not just like they're telling me something bad's going to happen and I'm feeling that it's not. It can be the other, and this happens a lot with preeclampsia where they're like, no, everything's good. And you're like, no, something is up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then you don't question whether you should say something because it is no longer a question in your mind. It is very much a truth. And you go on this mission to say, who's going to listen to me? Because I know I'm right about something. Something is wrong. Who's going to listen and who's going to help me? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's so powerful coming at these mm. experience from that Absolutely. From that feeling and, and, and being able to go into parenting from that feeling and yes. teach your kids to connect with their bodies in that yeah. feeling. Yes. <laughs> Not that they need much teaching. I remember this was a hilarious story. My daughter was potty training um, and, you know, she would sit on the toilet and she pooped. And I'm like, OK, are you done? And she's like, no, there's two more coming. I'm like, there's two, what? There's how two more coming, right? So we clearly have that level of connection with our body. We just kind of lost it along the way. We lose it along the way. Yes. And it's never too late to to get it back because it's so important. Oh, so huge. So Parajat, if, um, yeah, we could talk all day, but if listeners want to get in touch with what you're doing, follow up connect with you, get your book. How can they do that? Uh, best place is through my website, barijatdeshpande.com. From there, you will and hold have on, access. And spell it. Oh, sure. It's, uh, you mean that's not obvious? <laughs> 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 it's P-A-R-I-J-A-T-D-E-S-H-P-A-N-D-E.com. And from there, you'll see links to my podcast, to the book Pregnancy Brain. If you want to go directly to the book website, you can go to pregnancybrainbook.com. And there's also social media sites where you can come and connect with me there and say hello. I would love to meet you. Fantastic. And before we sign off, um, is there something that you wanted to make sure we talked about that we haven't yet? We have a few minutes. Um, I think we covered it all. I th- I think just the main message that I would love to share that I know you share all the time is just that we have more power than we are made to believe during our pregnancy. And don't please don't ever forget that. Please don't let somebody make you feel otherwise because there are real actual mechanisms built into your body to help you function optimally, even during pregnancy, even if you have pregnancy complications, your body's goal is to keep you and your baby safe. And you can help your body do that. Even if that means extending your pregnancy a day or a couple weeks, uh, it doesn't matter. Every day is what counts. And you do have the power to do that. And so please, please don't ever forget that. Mm, I love it. Yes, indeed. People, you're mighty. (laughs) You are mighty. Yes. Thank you so, so much for being on the show today. It's been delightful. Thank you, Adriana. I love this. As always, it's so nice to chat with you. Mighty Ones, find the in-depth show notes for this episode at birthful.com, where you can also learn more about me, the show, send me messages, and more. 
This episode was produced by me and made possible by you. The title song for this podcast is Vive Ace by Kevin McLeod, and the sponsorship song is Air Hockey Saloon by Chris Zabriskie. Find them both at freemusicarchive.org. Oh, and I reached out to Parajat to see what she had had for breakfast more recently, and she said she ate blueberries and almonds in Greek yogurt. I'm Adriana Lozada. Please join me next week when I'll be talking to a mighty parent as they share their amazing story here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so very much for listening. This episode is copyright 2020 by Adriana Lozada.